Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Monday, Monday. Just another manic Monday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your Monday, the Monday after the Super Bowl. Gordo, what's happening? How you doing? Uh, It's been one of those days. (laughs) It sounds like it's been one of those days. Yeah, my daughter got in a... Bit of a wreck today. Probably not uh, the only one, I'm guessing. No, I imagine. But uh, I, I guess I would tell everybody to stay off the roads unless they absolutely have to be on the road. You made it down here all right. How you doing? Because I have to. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying you made it. Yeah. How? What, what was the conditions out there? Uh, you know, it was uh, snowing here and there, and it was... Snowy on the roads here and there, but uh, yeah, slow down. Freeway moving? Yeah, was when I went through mm-hmm. there. How much snow did you get up there? A lot. Yeah, did uh, you? Did the service come? <laughs> yes, it did. The service came. Good, uh-huh. good. So you were able to get out. I'm happy for you. Yeah, but now there's more. So, oh well, that's mm-hmm. the way it goes. You know, we're all in this together. We're all here living in Utah. We all got to clear that snow one way or the other. We all, like, yes. like you did. Well, yeah, but either I do it myself or I pay for it, so it costs me money one way or the other. Either Well, you know, it doesn't cost you money if you do it yourself. Well, right. But I did that for 26 years, so. Did you? Yeah, I did. Did you? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Bought a uh, snowblower uh, when I moved to Utah. Split it with my neighbor, and we were we snow we were doing our snow blowing duties for about uh, 25, 26 years. Then we got to the point where we said I don't want to do this anymore. So if by 25, 26 years, I would believe 25, 26 times. No, that's not that's, true. That's pro- that's, I that's would, not true. Uh, but how about I'm, you? You glad. got out? Uh, yeah, I did it once. The wife did it once. We got it done. It was good. We got a bunch. Good. Yeah. How about you, Austin? How'd the new snowblower work? You do all right? That paddler. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's not as great <laughs> as I was hoping it was really? going to be. I, I, I really want to know. Are you re- uh, regretting the electric one? Yep. It's battery powered, uh, and uh, it's good for, uh, you know, I, I, it would clear some rain. <laughs> would it clear a couple inches? It's so bad, man. It, it, yeah, a couple inches. You probably, you know what? Probably three inches mm-hmm. at the most. But this to this thing. That's why you got to get just did it get overwhelmed. Like like we, I I found myself looking at the sky and going, "We get it. You, you're good at this. We we got. We know what you can do. You, you've proven a point. Now now make it melt." <laughs> you were talking to the sky. I was making you? an understanding with him. Uh, did now this is just because I did a show with Tony Parks for many years and he refuses to get a snowblower because he just claims he says oh it just melts <laughs> no how it did, doesn't how did, how did he do today <laughs> he said that he used the shovel for the first time in a few years yeah. today and he got to work at like 6am 
Because he was, he wanted to make sure he made it. On here's time. the problem: well, it doesn't just melt, especially when it falls in December. Because then it just ices over for the rest of the winter. I agree. He's got a south-facing house, though. That helps. Yeah. Thus, I have a, a snowblower, and it proved very useful once again yeah. today. I was, and, that was and, the first advice I got from someone when I moved here from a warm-weather climate. Get yourself a quality snowblower. I did, and was never sorry. Well, see, my, my father has an electric snowblower, which he likes, and I was curious when Austin bought one, because I do you know, take that personal satisfaction of waking up the entire neighborhood at 6 o'clock in the morning when I de- decide to, you know. <laughs> if you're going to be out there <laughs> right, working, right, right. everyone's going to be awake. So the idea of a quiet snowblower does appeal, because usually, you know, my wife and I both work. We get up, get the kid up, you know, get out the door. Uh, play a lot of football for talk. Yeah, right. And I do feel bad with the the loud snowblower, but at the same time, it, it did not struggle one bit to, to take care of business. Today, do you have a big is, one? Which is, of course, the, the point. <laughs> Stop oh my God. it. No, do you have a big one? Stop it. It's it's normal. Is it like... Okay, uh, we, no, we we're all no having fun, fun and games. Yeah, no, and it's over. No, I'm saying this Chester is... Chester shows up. It's no, over. No, 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 Austin, no. did you have a nice Super Bowl? Did you, you go over to some family house? Did you, you stay home? What'd you do? Yeah, went over to the parents, and uh, a bunch of our si- my siblings came over, had a lot of food that's bad for you, a lot of food that's good for you, and just hung out. Kind of a potluck situation over there? Uh, well, it should have been more potluck, but Mom hit it out of the park. She did almost all of it. So. How about that? Gordon, you have family over? Yeah. Yeah, the whole crew. And had did you make the time. bean casserole? Yeah. No, didn't. Uh, we had wings. Uh, boneless and, uh, and and bone in or whatever you call it. Uh, do, you, do you have a do you have a a, a, a a preference one way or the other? Well, who wants to be inconvenienced by a chicken bone? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> who, want, had, who wants that? In we their had life? seven layer dip. Lisa's okay. really good at that. She, and uh, what else? We had we had uh, chips and veggies and all and, kinds of dips and we had little smokies, but we didn't fix them for some reason. And your contribution was. Somebody had to eat it. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. You're complaining about the little smokies didn't get prepared? Well, wow. you could have you could have jumped in right there. I know. I <laughs> I mean it's hard well, to heat those things up. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say throwing those things in the old crock pot and setting it on low isn't exactly challenging. I have a confession to make. Well, I fell asleep before uh before, you know, a couple hours before the game started. Convenient. Whoops. No. And so when yeah. I was that wrong? When right. I woke up, half the food was gone. So I didn't What you what you have for breakfast? Nyquil? <laughs> what did you you fell out, fell asleep until half the food was gone? Yeah, well, everybody came over early. And you slept and, uh, through it all. Uh part of it. But then I was there. Where? And I, and my wait, family, wait, 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 where were you asleep? On my lazy boy lounger. <laughs> You slept through the whole family coming over, and you they, weren't like secluded or anything. You were just there, like in the no. middle of the room. I was in a different room, <laughs> in your den. And I just I fell asleep, and uh, but then when you know uh, I, I woke up, I was watching a documentary. Or I mean, something. you've got a lot of grandkids. Yeah, they, how, they, how they, are you? Sli- how are you sleeping through through any of that? Running around different places right, in the house, right? You know, making, Not where I was. making noise. So, so then, but my family is a sports, they are into it. You know, we filled out the, the brackets of all those dumb questions and had a contest. I came in second. 
but uh, they were into the game big time. Everybody was. I don't like. I don't like really. I don't need three hours of pregame. You know, I just don't need that. Obviously, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think if I help clean up. I, I'm thinking this was a strategic nap. No, it was. That's what I'm thinking. This was this yes. was a very strategic nap. Just like that one time you were strategically working on your column when, you know, the all the mulch for the whole yard showed up. <laughs> hey, look, I spread that mulch. I spread it good. Spread it. I did. Didn't haul it. After Lisa had pack-muled it from the yeah, curb right. to the backyard. Didn't buy it. A painful 50 pounds at a time. Oh, uh, let me let me spread this for you. And by that he means he got out the leaf blower and blew no, it around a little bit. No, I had a rake. And probably covered all of the flowers right off the bat on purpose. So Lisa would be like, oh, geez, I'll just do it myself. Go back inside. I don't, yeah, I'm no good at this. I don't know. That's true. Well, partly true. You just raked up the tulips. All right, that's it. Oh, those weren't weeds? Don't you have another column to write? I mean, what's how's Monday's column looking? Get out of here. <laughs> Not true. I was very helpful in that regard. No. <laughs> I'm just thinking of dealing with my toddler when we give her something on the side to do to keep her busy while we do here, go color, oh, Gordon. Actually, do stuff. <laughs> Here's a pretty unicorn picture. Go color it. Uh, my wife said afterward, after everyone left, and you know everything was returned to normal. She said, "Man, that was that was pretty tiring." <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Gordon's like, "Really? Because I'm fresh as a daisy." <laughs> we had a terrific time as a family. <laughs> what are your thoughts, Lisa? I'm fixing me some leftovers. Yeah, Gordon's huh? like, is there anything to eat? Yeah. Feeling a little peckish. All that sleeping made me hungry. <laughs> All right, well, let's actually talk about the game. We hope everybody <laughs> enjoyed it and had a nice weekend and uh, saw family, loved ones, whatever. Let's. Should we talk about the game? Sure. All right, let's get into it. It's time for the split story of the day. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 40 seconds remaining first quarter. In the eye, Patrick Mahomes, fullback, Sherman shifts to the right. They're going to run a sprint option action. Mahomes keeps it. He dives right side. Touchdown, Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes, a one-yard touchdown run. His third rushing touchdown of his postseason career. Kittle goes in motion. They give it to Mostert off the right side. Mostert going to pile down. He's in. Touchdown! San Francisco! Field great, baby! Fourth down and ten for the 49ers. Football is at the Kansas City 49-yard line. Niners break the huddle. Mostert is the running back to the left of Garoppolo. They now shift Kittle to the right side. Chiefs by four. Garoppolo in the pocket. He's being hit. He's being wrapped up. He's being throws the ball away. It'll be an illegal touch if nothing else. It'll go as a sack. Frank the Shark Clark. And the Chiefs have a 24-20 lead with 1.25 to go in the game. Handoff, Damian Williams trying to get to the edge, breaks a tackle, 35-30, Damian Williams, 20, stays in bounds, 
15, 10, 5, touchdown, Kansas City, Damian Williams runs to immortality and will be remembered forever in the Chiefs' kingdom, a 38-yard touchdown run, and the Chiefs lead 30-20. to 20. Man, you would have thought that guy had a financial interest in what was going on. A lot of excitement there. A lot of excitement there. The Chiefs, your Super Bowl champs, they beat the Niners uh, yesterday in the Super Bowl, 31-20. to Touchdown! What did you think, game, uh, overall, Gordon, and we can dig into some of the details, but but overall, exciting game. I yes. mean, it was close. Yeah, terrific game, and the Chiefs have been making a habit of doing what they did in that game coming from behind all the time in the postseason. And when they were down 20 to 10, that third and 15, they don't complete that pass. That game is over. That game is over. And a 44-yard bomb, that was a floater, too. It wasn't exactly a sharp pass. But that made all the difference in the world for that team. That sparked it, and they went forward and – once they got that touchdown, I thought, okay, uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to be hard to stop now because he had been off the whole game. You know, he was nowhere near as sharp as I thought he was going to be. I know the Niners have a terrific defense. I know they put pressure with the down four. Uh, I get that, but uh, I thought he would be crisper than he was. He sure was when it counted. He was, and he's uh, a clutch player. He's incredible. I mean, I, you know, was he the MVP of that specific game? You can make an argument a couple of different ways. But, well, he made the biggest play. And he did. He he did. He he made the plays when he needed to under duress. I mean, you can't you can't give him enough credit. However, and I I thought Shanahan called a just dreadful game. I thought it was just a horrible example of coaching. How so? Well, everybody's highlighting the end of the half fiasco, which was 100% a fiasco, yeah. not calling the timeout. How about his general manager, John Lynch, up there in the booth yeah. going, why are we not calling a timeout? <laughs> yeah, I saw that. What is the matter with you? Yeah. And then a couple of runs, and then just to give the middle finger to Niners fans, I'm sure, watching at home, he throws a couple of passes that, that make progress, and they could have marched down the field <laughs> and actually, you know, scored, <laughs> as opposed to not calling a timeout and then running the ball twice, where it just leaves you going, what? is this bozo doing and then this is really nitpicky but it did bother me especially given Shanahan's history of not running the football when he's up in Super Bowls and deciding to get cute and totally changing the strategy only to snatch a loss out of the jaws of victory (laughs) so the Niners get the ball back Gordon with uh, let's see six minutes to go in the fourth the the Chiefs had just scored that touchdown right. to bring it within 20 to 17 mm-hmm. they crack off a run for five yards on first down and you're thinking this is the way San Francisco wins yes they keep the ball away from Mahomes the tide has turned yes what are they doing you gotta play keep away maybe a march down and get a you know a field goal at that point certainly that's doesn't what they end the game. To do anyway. that's what they do that's what they do and and so and that's what they've done the whole game. Why they have the lead in the first place because that is what they've been doing. And Kansas City's defense, while improved from last year, is far from the best defense in the league. Run the ball instead on second and five. He's like, I'm gonna get cute. We're gonna pass. This sounds great. And of course, it's incomplete. Stopping the clock, bringing up third down where you have to pass because you have to get a first down. Lo and behold, you don't get that, and you're forced to punt. And then at that point, you know it was all Chiefs all day. San Francisco might as well have just given up. 
because I, and I could not believe it. It was like the everybody. It felt like everybody and their dog could see the way to beat the Chiefs because it was it was happening. The avalanche was happening, as you said. They've won all of their playoffs, playoff games this way. But you still had the lead, and you had only six minutes to tick off the clock or get as much down as you possibly can before giving him the ball back. Well, this is the difference between you and me. I I kind of was looking at uh, the 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 bright side of what the Chiefs were able to do, and here you come in cracking on the Niners for not doing what they needed to do. I think the whole Shanahan family is allergic to winning Super Bowls. <laughs> Could be. But come on, you got to give the Chiefs a lot of credit for the way they handled their business. Uh, who was it? Uh, even Was it Hill that admitted afterward that he was, uh, he was getting a little down? And Mahomes came over and said, come on, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. Like we always do. And doggone if they didn't. And his basically play on Richard Sherman was that you could argue the difference in the game. I mean, he bit, beat Richard Sherman one-on-one for that deep pass. Oh, that that, that I went back and re-watched yeah. that route over and over again. The one we're talking about, if, if you remember, the, the, the third and 15. He just crushed him. I mean, he, just he, beat him. Well, I mean, it was a beautifully run pattern. You know, he dipped in the other way and then swung wide open. I, I just that part of football is fascinating to me, and I know wide receivers are divas sometimes, and that's the reputation and whatnot. But they are—it is downright beautiful to watch those guys. They are so freaking athletic and so fast. And uh, that 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 route he ran was a thing of beauty. And Mahomes just had to punt it up there. Well. Uh, it, it was great. Can I can I tell you the first thought that ran through my mind? Yeah. Again, this is the negative <laughs> me. The, the the negative me. The arrogance to run one on one coverage in that situation. Have you thought about that? The arrogance. Tyreek Hill is one of the best wide receivers in the whole league. The guy is lightning in a bottle, and they wheel Richard Sherman's wheelchair out there and say, "Hey, guard this guy." <laughs> hey, he's, On third and fifteen, he's still what is good? He's what is, still good. He is still good, but I mean, he's at a disadvantage one on one in that situation. And there's the Chiefs aren't throwing anything underneath. You know, there's not much you have to guard on that play. They're not throwing a swing pass. Third and 15 yeah, of the game's you, on the line. They're you, going to their on. guy. They're you, going to their guy on the outside. And you have the, the arrogance to run one-on-one coverage on that? Hold Shame on, on you. Hold on a second. The you Niners, deserve to lose The it. Niners had given up like two third and longs in the whole entire postseason. But it was third and 15, and the game is on the line. And I, they're playing against Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes. And Hill said that uh, that uh, the guys who try to cover him are afraid of his speed, and they have and to they guard against it. Right. And so then, when he broke that off to the left, wide open. Yeah, Grandpa Sherman didn't stand a chance. <laughs> Old <Sherman>. Tecumseh. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Anyway, so, uh, yes, I, right. I choose to give the Chiefs credit for coming back, for keeping their spirits up. Because when you're down twenty to ten with what seven minutes left in the freaking Super Bowl, and you have third and long, I mean, first of all, doesn't that seem like that was a crazy pattern, a crazy play to call in that situation? No. Well, don't, don't you want to no, just break something off, something sure, and and get the first down? No, I want to be bloop up a fifty-six yard bomb from where he was standing. I want to put my best guy one on one with somebody. <laughs> That's exactly what I want to do. Mm. Because I know that Tyreek Hill's going to win that. 
And if you're Patrick Mahomes, who's who's obviously one heck of a quarterback, I'm betting on those two dudes every time. That or Kittle. If they went to Kittle, I wouldn't blame them. But if you've got Tyreek Hill one-on-one on the outside on third and 15, that's it. You mean Kelsey? Well, yeah, what I say, Kittle? Kelsey. Sorry, that's what I mean. You know. Yeah, it was it was a terrific play, and then once once the Chiefs, it's almost like that just pumped life right into them, and from that point on, the Niners just sort of drooped. Yep, they did. It was a great game. I wouldn't call it great, but it was a really, really fun game to watch. Wouldn't you agree? Yep. Had a good time. And everything about it was was pretty well done. I thought the halftime show was was pretty, uh, well, what's the word? Well, uh, Chester, Chester would call it entertainment. Yeah, I'm not shocked. That's your opinion. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not my, shocked I have, at all. I have all my daughters in there, and they watch that stuff, and they love Shakira, and mm-hmm. now all of America loves Shakira. But anyway, uh, they were all in there, very interested in what was going on with that. Yeah, you know, not me. It's, it's, I mean, that stuff is superfluous to me. I, I would yeah, right. just to, just to concentrate on the football. Spent this says the guy that spent his whole day watching his neighbor change in Hawaii. But that wasn't my name. It was. Just, that's not true. Stop it now. <laughs> What's you're not bending, true you're about bending, it? You're bending the truth. What's not true about it? Well, well, I guess it is kind of true. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know what to tell you. Uh, okay, <laughs> what are you going to sit there and just stare at the waves when someone fifteen feet away from you? <laughs> Is doing that? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> I, I was trying. I was sitting there, man. Look at the size of those waves. <laughs> they were, they were big ones. <laughs> too, too much. Oh man, we're we're in for one heck of a show. All right. I wanted no, and I left the room, so I don't know what just happened. Me Good neither. timing. Good okay. timing. I had to you. go get Mike. Yeah, good good timing for you. <laughs> you speaking <laughs> of uh, speaking of Mike, he is here. Our friend Mike Wilson from Any Hour Services. Mike, how was your Super Bowl? Do you like uh, the halftime show? The most the weirdest part of the halftime show was me for me. Well, one, I was I was sitting there thinking like, is are, is this what halftime? This is supposed to be family friendly, and they're like stripping, <laughs> like stripper poles, and like yeah, all what was that? Like I was anyway. That was disturbing. My kid, my teenage boys are in the room, and I'm like, I'm sure uh, they loved it just I'm as sure much they, as Gordon did. Oh well, okay, maybe I missed the first part of the show. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, then, then like uh, Shakira's little like llama noise that she did in the middle yeah. of the song. Like, blah, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. That was weird. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't know what was going on. I don't there know about either. you, Gordon. I didn't choreograph the thing. Don't look at me. I was just a you red-blooded American it. watching the show. You, you called it great entertainment earlier in the <laughs> that I did, and Chester did. Well, there's a huge difference there. That'll hold up in court. Yeah, that will hold up. <laughs> great point. Great point, Austin. Was it, did, did Chester do something illegal? Today? Yeah. All he did was watch the halftime show. And Along enjoyed with... it thoroughly. We, we got it. Yeah, we, we understand. Well, not that much. <laughs> All right, uh, Mike. Let's uh, let's talk about uh, what's going on with any hour. And le- hey, let's talk about service area. Let's start that off. You know, we we sure. talk to a lot of listeners out there, and uh, you guys cover most of them. Yeah, we go from North Ogden down to Nephi, and then the Tooele Grantsville area over to the Heber Park City area. So everywhere getting snow. <laughs> 
Yeah, I was going to say that's pretty much the reach of the storm, right? Right. How do the trucks do in the snow? Are they all right out there? Um, most of them do pretty well because the box trucks, they've got so much weight in the back that they usually have pretty good traction. Yeah. The smaller ones um, uh, are, there's some front wheel drive ones. We have four wheel drive on some of the pickups. But the it, this morning in our manager meeting, the fleet and inventory department, when they gave their report, they were like, here's a list of trucks that you should not send anywhere today. Right. <laughs> So it's good you, yeah, I was going to say good. But yeah, so for the, but for the most part, we don't have an issue getting many places. Emergencies don't take a break for the weather. That's actually when most of them happen. Yeah. Is, Strangely enough. Right. All right. Well, uh, last time we were here, we were talking about uh, furnaces and maintaining those. What are we getting into today? Uh, well, today we're going to actually be talking about replacing them. So even if you're not in the market right now, you don't need one. The stuff that we talk about should pertain to every homeowner out there because eventually the thing is going to get old enough, it'll wear out, and you will be in a position where you are uh, ready to replace it. All right. So what do uh, people need to know? Well, I, I want to unpack a concept that uh, that we call the true cost of ownership. And so we'll look at every aspect of actually operating your furnace, not just the initial cost to install it, but look at um, how much it costs energy-wise to run it, repair costs, and all of those things uh, are what we call the true cost of ownership. And when you're thinking about purchasing a new system, sometimes Actually, most of the time, the system that costs the least up front to install, which are usually lower efficiency systems, um, they don't always cost the least over time to operate. Now, that doesn't mean that one is a better choice or the other, because you might be in a situation where you're like, well, I can only afford this particular system, and that's totally fine. But the important thing is that you get all of the information so that you can make the best decision that's right for your budget. All right, let's talk deals. You betcha. So right now is a great time to meet with one of our HVAC supervisors if you know you're in the market for a system. If it's old, if you've been thinking about it, or if someone recently has told you that you need to replace it. Because right now, we're offering 60 months, zero interest financing, because not a lot of people have the emergency fund in place to just pay for a new system. You know, it's a couple thousand bucks to get this done. So we've got awesome financing in, in place right now. And we're offering a friend uh, a free 10-year labor warranty. Uh, when you call today during the show, though, what we're doing is we're going to notate the account, and you're actually going to get, in addition to that 60 months uh, zero interest financing, you're not going to have to make payments until June if you decide to end wow. up getting a system. All right. Call any hour services. Schedule a free estimate. If you decide to get that new furnace or air conditioner, you're going to get a 10-year warranty plus 0% interest for up to 60 months. No payments until June. That's awesome. 801-443-7400. Call today. 801-443-7400. Thanks, Mike. You're welcome. All right. We'll have more Big Show next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Slow mojo. The Joe Ingles Show with DJ and PK. As a player, did you notice all the whistles and think, hey, I got to play this a little differently? Cliche as it is, you don't really have a choice but to move on and just focus on what your team's doing. It's probably funny coming from a guy like me who talks to the referees every possession, but we've done a pretty good job all year of adjusting to referees. They've got a pretty tough job to do, so I'm very happy for them. They do a great job. Have you ever refereed in any way? Nah, I definitely 100% will never ever be a referee. I can tell you that. You can referee kids. I don't have enough problem refereeing my own children in my own house. Never mind. Ten kids on a court. Oh, yeah. Catch Jazzman Joe Ingles with DJ and PK every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Band of the Day. Today is Prince, brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artists inside at LiveNation.com. I selected this because I think Prince was the best halftime show I have ever seen. In Miami when it was raining, doing Purple Rain. I mean, that was awesome. All right, you say so. But you tried to you tried to uh, to veto it during the break. Oh, I like I like some Prince songs, but others not so much. But he, he's a brilliant musician, no doubt about it. Then why try to try to veto it? I don't know. I just wasn't in the mood. But that's all right. Well, I don't mean to make you grumpy. No, it's it's fine. It's 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 all good. Uh, it, you know, it really, in all honesty, watching that halftime show last night, I, I mean, I've never seen body parts move in so many different directions okay, at one time. Why can't we have a I civil conversation? Of, wait, hold on here a second. You owe us an incriminating audio, my friend. Yeah. Yeah, what do you mean, eh? Yeah. Band of the Day, brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy uh, concert tickets to get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. I hate amateurism. Pay those college athletes. What should we have, Jake? Because he took the Niners, and uh, that didn't work out so well for him. That's why he's so bitter. I hadn't even thought of that. That's why you're so mad at Richard Sherman. Gordon takes the, the favorite as usual, and Wait this a time second. it pays Wait, off. Hold on a second. What? Was it really Sherman's fault, or was it that was it the safety? Or was it Fred Warner? Fred Warner on that play? He got on the beat outside. by Kelsey for that game. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. But on that particular play, the one where, where Tyreek Hill— I thought killed... the safety supposed to roll over and be there, and he wasn't, you know. Hmm. Anyway, so uh, we have to come up with something for Jake. How about—I've seen about this, Austin. How about uh, making him say that I'm always right? Oh, he would never say it. He would. That's the deal. Jake, would you say He's that? He's not a welcher. Jake? Well, I don't want to say it. <laughs> I don't. I don't want you to say one it. One of our listeners suggested that. But you're not always said, right. And I don't want well, to play. That makes it even better. Right. Oh wait, that could be good though, because Austin wouldn't want to play it. So I could record it, and then it'd just go off. <laughs> it would into, disappear. It would just, you know, go into the depths of the system. Let me hear you just say it a couple times. I'm not going to. No, and not unless I have to, unless you decide on it. I, that's I'm not doing any. I'm not. Doing well, I'm need, not I need, rolling. I need to hear the the sound of it before I can decide for sure. Okay. <laughs> Almost fell for it. <laughs> so just say, Gordon, you're always right. Are you waiting for me to and, say something? And I just the told listener you I suggested good. that you say not only that, but he said, and even with, and even when you're not, I'm wrong. Hmm. <laughs> Hilarious. Really creative. Oh, yeah. Really, really, she was really on, funny. on the other foot and suddenly I, it's not funny. What if we had him say, we all need a little more Chester in our lives? Hmm. <laughs> we already know. can't talk about the Super Bowl without uh, it just coming all back to the halftime show. No, again. no, no. I thought the Super Bowl, the action on the field, <laughs> I mean, before and after halftime was really good. I liked it. Me likey. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I liked it. I, was, want, was I wanted so, the Chiefs. so bad. I wanted the Chiefs. I want to quit. <laughs> I wanted the so Chiefs. That's. Oh. I wanted the Chiefs to win because I picked them to win. And you and I had to bet. Hmm. And I was happy for Andy Reid. Yeah, he won. 
So he's in the Hall of Fame now. And he and Steve Young of uh, he was already in the Hall of Fame, but he mm, and, I don't know about that. He and Steve Young bonded over being Cougars in the post game. You know, everybody everybody around here I think felt good for Andy Reid. All right, terrific. Mm. All right. So what are you gonna do? What are we gonna have to do, Austin? Come on, I need your help on this. Chip in. <laughs> okay, hey, hey, I'm a thinking, I'm a thinking. <laughs> you know we don't have to do this right now. <laughs> well, what are we? What are we gonna do it? I don't know. The show goes you, till seven. You tell me, yeah. <laughs> all right, let me just put a. And we plea don't out. have a jazz game till Wednesday. We could drag all, this thing all, on. All our listeners out there, help me out. What should we make Jake say that would make him squirm? Because that's the whole point of this. It's supposed to be punitive. We will talk jazz a little bit later on in the show. Kristen Kenny's going to be on with us. Put everybody in a bad mood, right? At four thirty, Chris Mannix is going to be on the show at the top of the five o'clock hour. Real quick, though, we'll we'll talk some jazz coming up right around the corner. But did you have a favorite commercial? Did you enjoy that part of the Super Bowl, yeah, or I, could I, you tear I, I, yourself I, I, away from J Lo? No, for long I like the Google to... commercial when the when the uh, what appeared to be a widower wanted uh, Google to remind him of. His uh, his wife's favorite, you know, song. Her favorite, her favorite things. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one that one got to me. That hit me in the feels a little bit. You didn't like it because you don't like Google, but I thought it was well done. Yeah, I just you know how much how many of those memories did they sell to a different company? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was just judging it off How the many... commercial itself, not whether I agreed with the position of what the company stand, it does and all that sort of thing. You know, every movement of that person being <laughs> sold to somebody that, you know, that's that's all I thought about with that commercial. Plus, I don't that. want to be sad in a commercial. I hated I it. I didn't like it. You hated it? Yep. I didn't like it. Why? Get out of my heart. Give me something that makes me laugh. Give me something fast and snappy. Don't give me this This Is Us episode right. in the middle of the right. Super Bowl. Don't oh, come I, in from an upbeat record. Good. Yeah, and show Casablanca <laughs> right. on the show. I, yeah. Oh, man, that got me right here. You guys have no heart and soul. Yep. I, if I wanted... You want giggles instead of thought-provoking? I'm watching a football game! Yes, I want to be uplifted. I want to enjoy the football. It's I don't a wanna, commercial! I don't want to come out, again, come out of an upbeat record and have to talk about a dog dying. <laughs> oh, man, I thought it was the best. Good for you. What'd you uh, like? I I like the ones everybody seems to like. like uh, what uh, the Groundhog Day one for I I thought you'd like that one for sure for uh, many for many reasons. Did yeah, you like and the, what they were advertising? Did you guys like the Smack Cat? I thought that was yeah. hilarious. No, I didn't. I liked it. I thought it was funny. I liked the Tide commercial that it ran With all night. Charlie Kelly yeah, and the gal from. Uh, I can I know. say the title of that show on the air? I don't even know. Shoots Creek? Yeah, that's the one. She's hilarious. I thought that was funny, too. The later one? When he kept saying later? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I... What about okay. the, the Procter & Gamble one, where they had the bounty quicker picker-upper and the, the dish soap and the... Yeah. That was pretty good. I liked it a lot better than the Google one. Yeah. What? Explain to me. That was thought-provoking, and it was it touched your heart. 
And then you came back and from commercial. And you said you hated it. Absolutely. I, Why would you hate something like that? Because I'm not going to the movies. I'm not <laughs> sitting down at home to watch Lifetime. I'm here to see football. Yeah, I don't want Yeah, but it's a commercial. It's not football. None of them are football. Everybody's saying, you know, oh, it, it, like Locke was saying today on your show, Austin, that he got a good cry out of that. I don't want to cry. I'm watching a football game. And Sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm with friends and having a great There's time. There's a reason that Sarah McLaughlin Hurt Puppies commercial doesn't run during the Super Wait Bowls, a minute. too. Wait a minute. You guys tell me, really, you want to giggle instead of thinking? That, that made you think. It made that you, didn't it make took... you think. It made you cry. It made you sad. <laughs> it made me. you forget for a moment that they're just entrapping you into yes. uh, giving uh, well, you all might, of your personal well, information. That, that might be yes. true, too, but that had nothing to do with the commercial itself. Yeah. I, I, I think uh, I think. Hey Google, remember Loretta's social security number? Right. Sad, sad <laughs> hey Google, here's my pin. Don't forget it. <laughs> give, me, give me all her personal information that uh, that will be spread around to everybody else to make. I don't know why the Prince of Nigeria has all our money, honey. <laughs> uh, Rue the Dago Bear tweets in that Google commercial was creepy as hell. Creepy. Yes. A little bit. Okay, explain to me that now. What was creepy about it? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's capitalizing on a, a situation that everybody can relate to, and they're making it into capital a, a capitalistic yeah. thing. Well, that's true for every commercial. Not about somebody's death. <laughs> Grandma's dead, and Google's capitalizing on it. No, that. no, they were providing yes. a service for him so that he could remember. Have, remember, he could uh, he could cherish his fond memories because he's going through dementia or whatever. And he, Whoa! He Whoa. An- another uh, good Whoa, thing to capitalize that? on. Another yeah. terrific. Well, thing. as long as it was dementia. <laughs> no, he needed he needed help in remembering these things. You guys. I worry about it. So, you which sometimes. company can uh, capitalize off your death when it eventually happens, Gordon? <laughs> oh, man, I don't know. Uh, I'm just now I'm just picturing a coffin. Porsche? With, picturing a coffin with NASCAR like stickers all over. <laughs> <laughs> Gordon's death brought to you by the Home Depot. Oh, man. You know, Dave, our listener, Dave uh, Slow Malocton, he has a good. He has a good uh, suggestion for your audio. Now you're changing the subject. Says, come on, Gordon, tell us one of your fantastic stories. <laughs> nope. Oh, that's not, a good one. Not doing it. It's Slama Lockton, by the way. No, oh, okay. Not doing Slow-ma it. Slama Lockton. Sorry. Slama Lockton. Slama Lockton. Well, wouldn't it be slow? It's a fake name. Join I Scott. Know, teasing I know, you. but it's... <laughs> Join uh, Scotty and Hans coming up uh, on Thursday, February 6th from noon to 3 at Soundsleep Medical, 8941 South. How about this? 700 East. Come on, Gordon. I'm begging you. Please tell us one of your fantastic stories. And put truthful in there, too. See, again, this factual. This one probably isn't so bad because Austin is never going to play that. Why? Austin, never you're going- supposed to be... You're supposed to be uh, right, right down the middle on this. Oh, am I? <laughs> I'm Gibraltar. Not, I can't be swayed. You're not supposed to side with him on all That's this me, stuff. Lady Justice. <laughs> He's not siding with me. He's just never going to play that. <laughs> you need to put a, a blindfold on your crush your face. No, because he knows okay. every time he played that, what would be coming next. Probably a fantastic story. 
We've heard this story a hundred times. Let's move on. How come on the day that you're supposed to have the audio punishment, I'm getting punished? Parking stall lines are merely suggestions. (laughs) Where'd you park Uh, today, by the way? This is just going to make it worse. Because I'm the final say on this, and I'm just going to get more and more mean. Where did you park today? Over there. Where? <laughs> on the there. road? No, over there. <laughs> Where'd you park? On the, on the plaza? Oh, vague over there. Yeah. <laughs> Next to the statues? <laughs> Wherever the snow was cleared. <laughs> I parked uh, in the parking lot. Oh, did you? All right. Well, that's a good place. <laughs> It's good for If you're a sheep. <laughs> Stay tuned. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. David Locke with us. Mike Conley had a very nice start to the game against Portland. How do you feel like the process is coming with Mike Conley getting acclimated to everything and every facet that comes with jazz basketball? You know, first of all, he was just a total pro about coming back from the injury and dealing with all that. So that's the first thing I think he deserves a great deal of credit. And I mean, he's a starting point guard in the NBA, so he's going to start. And I thought he was really good the other night. And we've seen him, you know, adjust his game and change who he is and understand, you know, what Donovan's role is and, and how it works. So I think it'll be fine. I'm not particularly worried about that. And frankly, if we're going to be good, Mike Conley's going to be a large part of it. Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. I agree with you, Austin. Big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thanks for making us part of your Monday. Uh, things have been better in Jazzland, Gordon. They've lost four consecutive games. Damian Lillard went nuts sure did. with 51 points on 17 of 29 shooting on Saturday night. And you were concerned, given how poorly they've guarded perimeter. Well, yeah, they have not been good in that regard against uh, much lesser players than uh, Damian Lillard. And with the way he's been playing, like you said, he's been so freaking hot that uh, no everyone's been struggling to slow him down. So you knew he was going to have his way with the Jazz, even on the back uh, half of a, a back-to-back. Um, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm trying, just like everybody else, trying to figure out what's going on with this team right now. Because it's one thing when you miss some shots. It's another thing when you cannot cover your opponent. Well, because that seems like a much more difficult fix. I know Donovan Mitchell was saying it's it's communication, talk to one another so that they can help one another out there. But it, it, it looks too easy to me to beat the Jazz's perimeter defenders. So here's here's the problem, and it, it is a catch-22. It is a problem. So I'm acknowledging the conflicting ideals here. But the Jazz are, are not going to be as good as they can be without Mike Conley, and Mike Conley probably needs to be in the starting lineup. But you're not going to improve your perimeter defense by taking your best perimeter defender off of the floor. But he's not that great anyway. 
I know you don't like Royce O'Neal. I like him. I like him. He's He's just not some sort of defensive savior. But you've got to admit he's still better at defense than anybody else in that lineup. And so what did they do against Portland? Still, he was the one guarding the other team's best player. Did you notice what they were doing against Damian Lillard to start the game? They put Joe Ingles on him. Yeah. Which is their best option. I mean, Donovan Mitchell probably should be their best defender, but right now he's not. Yeah. And he, did you notice what they did with Mike Conley? They tried to hide him on Trevor Ariza. They didn't even want Mike Conley on C.J. McCollum. True. So what, I mean, we can complain about the perimeter defense, but, you know, the move they made putting him into the starting lineup weakens their perimeter defense. Mike Conley in the lineup right now, and maybe it changes, but he weakens their perimeter defense. Is there a way that it could strengthen it, that move? Does he have it in him? Let's say the Jazz communicate with one another. Let's say they help one another out appropriately. Can can he utilize whatever strengths he brings to that end of the floor to actually maybe cause a few more turnovers, get some steals, that sort of thing? Um, I don't, no. Well, I, this is interesting to me because it's a fundamental thing. And Quinn Snyder is about the brightest guy in the league or one of the brightest. So can he find a solution to this? I, If anyone can, he can. But I don't know if he can. This, well, this is Everybody knows about this now. And <laughs> you have a problem covering perimeter opponents. And then you add that to that the hottest guard in the league, you're going to get beat. And that's exactly what happened. But what do you do when DeMar DeRozan beats you? Or Eric and, Gordon? Right. Any number of them. And one thing about Royce is you may not you know, like his defense, Gordon, or, or like his game, or aren't as high on it as I am, I guess. But at least he's 6'5". Yeah, but I saw guys getting around him, too. But at least he's 6'5". At least he can switch on to somebody. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Well, what are your alternatives? Are you going to continue to break, bring Mike Conley off the bench? I don't know. I don't I, think I mean, that's a long-term solution. Th- I, that's why I said it's a catch-22. That's, mm-hmm. that's why it's a real problem. And maybe the answer is them playing on a string. But I don't see how you hide the fact that Conley's 6'1". Do the guys have to make a move? Mm. No. No, I mean they need to make it work. Donovan Mitchell I don't see said they have to communicate with each other. Do you think that's all it is? I don't. I I don't. I'm not sure. I wasn't paying as close attention to this back when the Jazz were winning. And you know, de- it's and their like, defense was much better. Well, it was like you brought up a long time ago. Is that if their offense is outscoring? Uh, I think Austin brought this up too. If your offense is is outscoring your opponent, then you kind of you don't have to worry about it so much. But now you do because you've lost four straight. All right. Joining us now in studio, and we'll get to uh, some more jazz coming up a little later on in the show, but he's our good friend Mike with Any Hour Services. And we're talking about replacing systems today, and and you've got a great deal, and we'll get to that. But how do you know when it's time? I mean, do you have to wait for the thing to start smoking or what? (laughs) I I don't recommend you wait that long. Okay. Uh, but Wait, I'm taking notes on this. Not uh, (laughs) smoking. All right. Yeah, no – I, there's a little equation that I that I usually will tell people. It's age, frequency, and cost. And so the older the system gets, um, the more frequent 
you start to have breakdowns and over time the more the repairs start to cost and so every every situation's a little bit different and but you've got to find your tolerance level for where that in between is so you got to take into account uh you know how old is my system something i'd like to tell people is if your system is over 12 years old and you've had two consecutive years of having to put money into repairs maybe you start at least when they come out to repair it, say, hey, can you at least give me an estimate on on getting me a new one? Right. And you might not be ready quite yet to replace it, but you can at least start doing some homework and finding out how much it costs so you can save up some money because you know that it's it, the breakdowns aren't going to become less frequent as it gets older. They're going to become more. So you mentioned uh, 12 years, but is there kind of a, a mark when you should start thinking this way? Well, um, Here's the thing. You can you can learn a lot about how long something should last when you look at how long the company that built it is willing to warranty it. And it's really hard to find uh, HVAC manufacturers that will warranty their equipment longer than 10 years. And so in the industry, they say the average lifespan is anywhere between 10, 12, 15 years. Um, so all that there's plenty of systems out there that are longer than that. Um, you want to you want to make sure it's installed right to begin with, and you're staying up on the maintenance to get as much life out of it as possible. But again, as it starts to get old, you go back to that. Just look at how old is it? How frequent am I having breakdowns? And how much are those repairs costing? And then when you reach that threshold of like, okay, the repair money isn't worth it. I should just put it into a new system. That's a personal choice. So the folks who might be there or think they might be sure. there... Um, it's your lucky day because we've got a great deal today. Absolutely. Uh, through the end of February, we're actually offering 60 months, zero interest financing, and a free 10-year labor warranty. Uh, when you call today, all you're doing is setting up a free estimate. There's no obligation to buy. Um, so what you want to do is make sure you mention the big show because if you mention the big show and you end up getting a new system, you're actually not going to have to make payments until June. So, okay. you know, there's no obligation to buy. You're just setting up an appointment. But uh, give us a call if you think you're in the market for it. Mention one. the big show. Get on those books tonight. Call any hour services to schedule a free estimate. If you decide to get a new furnace or air conditioner, uh, excuse me, and air conditioner, you're going to get 10-year warranty and 0% interest for 60 months and no payments until June. But mention the big show and call tonight, 801-443-7400. That's 801-443-7400. Thanks, Mike. You're welcome. All right, we'll have more straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. They've got huge auctions in Meridian. Right on the edge of Boise, they do some really big auctions. Not the storage auctions, but, oh. but sightseeing Oh, auctions. yeah, yeah. Because honestly, you go to one of those storage unit places up in Idaho, and it's just like, oh, yeah, you don't want that. All right, this meth lab goes for $100. I don't understand all these bottles of iodine. Wow. Yeah. You're going deep. I had a girlfriend that was arrested and put in prison for a long time. Um, so Wait a minute. No, you know that. <laughs> I know it. Uh, my first kiss went to prison for 30-some-odd years for... It's true. ...a very large meth lab. That's kind of a rough first kiss. This kiss, this kiss, Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.